So is it a woman's right to choose or to kill? It's the D program. With DMG. are now entering the D program. Deprogramming your mind, transforming your paradigm. I'm just one man with a plan under a mighty hand. I'm just one man with a plan under a mighty hand. Under a mighty hand. Program activated. Nah, people. You can't be getting it twisted, man. You got to elaborate all the way to the core with this. A woman's right to choose what? That is the question that's not being answered. In fact, that's the question that's being avoided. What is she choosing? What are you choosing? I'm talking about men, too, because some of y'all are, are actually supporting this. You see, when we when when you got somebody who is pro-life and then you ask the opposing side, what do you stand for? There's only one option left, man, and that's death. But you choose to stand behind this politically correct term of pro-choice. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there are some people out here who vote so-called pro-choice. This is what they give us. They give us these. These term, these terms, pro-life, pro-choice. There are people out here who vote pro-choice, but they themselves will say things like, well, I myself, I won't do that. I, I won't I won't actually kill the baby, but I think it's a woman's right. See, this is what I want to unpack today. This is what I want to uncover, because when you say you are supporting a woman's choice, what you are actually supporting is the opposite of what the other side supports, which is life. You're supporting the opposite of life because death is wrapped up in the word choice. That's what we're going to unpack today. See, that politically correct term of pro-choice, that's a deception. My name is DMG and you've just entered the D program. It's a play on my name. And at the same time, it deprograms your mind while transforming your paradigm so that you won't be conformed to this world. Now, let's deprogram. And remember, you guys, you can always go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Google Podcasts. You can go to Pandora, Spotify, wherever it is that, you know, you listen to your favorite shows. The D program is there. Just remember, you have to put in the D program. The and then the letter D and then program and you can get the program anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. So this is 2022. This is the year of the midterm, y'all. That This is where we are again. Here we are again. And as always, the most important thing on the platform is to abort or not to abort. What are you going to stand for? We're going to unpack that. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be dissecting this so-called pro-choice language. Is it pro-choice or pro-death? Yeah, we're going to uncover that. Where did abortion come from? And for all of you people out there who are into this 
systemic racism rhetoric. We're going to see how systemic you actually are when I unpack what we're talking about today. This abortion that is stemmed in this country from racism, but yet you are supporting that. And I want you to have that same compassion when you look in the mirror after this program is over. If you have the guts to stay here, if you have the heart to be able to stay here and listen to this entire program, because I know a lot of people can't do it. If you're a liberal, if you're a person who just can't stand straight truth, you know, if you got a lot of gray area in your life, a lot of sitting on the fence, on the edge of the coin type of feelings and things like this, it's really tough to sit through a program, a D program. I understand that. But if you could just hang in there, clench your, you know, bite down on something. <laughs> if you got to get a, if you got to get some, some kind of like make a spoon or something and bite down on that boy throughout this program, I want you to be able to, at the end of this program, to look in the mirror and see if you are a hypocrite. When I unpack the systemic racism that is in abortion. Because that that right there is going to be uncovered today. It is really a major subject in our country. And we keep avoiding it every year with this pro-choice thing. And then lastly, what we're going to do, we're going to get into the spiritual aspect of all this to drive home the points that we're made that we're talking about right here in the show today. So pro-choice, we have to uncover this thing called pro-choice people. You're not choosing between life and choice. You're choosing between life and death. Nobody's assaulting choice. Nobody's attacking that. That conversation has been contorted and twisted to give you this sleight of hand, you know, in an effort to make you think that choice is being attacked. A choice is not being attacked. We don't, I don't care about that. Nobody cares about your choice on the ballot. God gives choice. But what you have to understand is that choice has actually been substituted where another word should be. And that's death because life is on the other side, period. That side is locked down pro-life. It's not a it's not a choice between life and choice. It's a choice between the opposite of life, which is inclusive in the word choice. Here's another situation where they've tried to wrap evil inside of good. They've wrapped death inside of the word choice, but it's time to pull back that wrapping paper on this so-called choice and expose the lie and what, what it's hiding behind this enemy that's hiding behind the word choice. It's packed down in there. See, it has to be dug out like an, like an ingrown toenail or something. It's so painful, but it's dug down in there. I'm, I'm going to, Peel that back so we can see exactly what this is that we're dealing with. They've given pro-life and pro-choice the two options. I mean, the powers that be, right? The powers that be has done this. They put pro on the front of it. Well, that just simply means that you stand for something. I'm for this or I'm for that. You know, you're either for life or you're for death. You support life or you support death. That's what pro means. You're in support of. So pro-life simply means I support life or we support life or you support life. The only other option is death. And you got to strip away that word choice in order to be able to see that because that is what is inclusive in that word choice. 
No, everybody's not going to choose that. But the point is, choice is not what is on the ballot. Death is on the ballot because it's only the opposite of what life is that you can compare the opposite to. You got to understand that. And this is where it gets really dark and it gets really evil because unfortunately there has been no consequences for that choice. And as a result, we now have 63,459,781 babies murdered since 1973, which is the Roe v. Wade law that was passed. And that's what it is, people. It is straight up murder in the first degree. Now, there are supposed to be consequences for this, doesn't it? Yeah. When a life is taken, there's supposed to be consequences for that. I mean, you tell me if someone was to commit murder, you commit murder, someone commit murder. Aren't there consequences? Aren't there laws on the books that's supposed to judge such a thing? Yes. And before all you non-believers or you, 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 the people out there who who try to squirm out of this and say, well, you know, that, that thing inside of the mother, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a person. Well, you tell me what it is. What is it? What do you think it is? When a cell and an egg come together and they, and they start to form this person, what is it? What do you think it is? A squirrel? We all know what it is. It's a person. Listen, a fetus is nothing but a developing person. Just like a just like a two year old is a developing person. A one year old is a developing person. But that that one year old is just younger than a two year old. And a six month old is a developing person, but it's just younger than a one year old. And guess what? A fetus, even before a fetus is a developing person, it's just younger than a six month old. So you can't squirm out of this, man. Everyone is developing. And when you take that life at any stage, you are doing just that, taking a life. Now, I looked up the word murder. I looked up the word first degree murder. And here's the definition. And this is from the Legal Information Institute from Cornell Law School. It says this, the intentional killing of another person by someone who has acted willfully, deliberately, or with planning. Listen to those three attributes, willingly, deliberately, and with planning. There is the choice. Your will is your choice. God gives that. So no one's taking away your choice. That's listen, choice precedes your decision. So you're not, we're not saying, oh, oh, choice is on the ballot. No choice precedes the decision, the decision, what you choose after your decision. That's what we're talking about here. So there it is. Death. Wrapped inside of your will. That's what it is. Death wrapped inside of choice. Now, the second thing, deliberately. See, it's not a mistake. This is done on purpose and it's deliberate. Again, we're following the line of what first degree murder is. Okay. The third thing, planning. Hmm. Sounds like somebody's planned it. It's planned. Is it ringing a bell yet? What kind of parenthood? Yep, there it is. You filled the blank in. You got it right there. And we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Now, don't tell me that we can't change this. Don't tell me that we we don't have laws on the books to protect the innocent. Because we do. We have laws on the books right now 
for those who cannot speak for themselves because we're already doing it. We're doing it right now. Check out this clip to prove it. Dowdy Ferry Road is still a place where people dump just about anything. And in April of this year, cameras captured the worst of it. A man dumping two puppies and using a log to kill them both before he drove away. So I'm really excited because we got Jeremy Boss with the Dowdy Ferry Animal Commission took me back to the site today because he had good news to share for a change. And this is the one that got him. His name is Sebastian Acosta. He was arrested hours after the cameras captured him. And Monday in Dallas, he was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. Now think about that. This guy was sentenced six and a half, six and a half years in prison for killing two puppies. And I I 100% agree with these laws. I'm not against the laws that protect the animals, that protect the innocent, that protect those who cannot speak for themselves. I'm not against it at all. This is a contrast to let you guys know that laws are on the books to protect the innocent. Here's the next one. A new bill proposed in the Ohio Senate looks to toughen penalties for abusing or killing pets. Right now, someone could kill your dog or cat and only get a small fine. As Local 12's Christian Hauser shows us, this proposal would make jail time more likely. Right now, it's usually a fifth-degree felony to knowingly and needlessly kill a companion animal. That means a slap on the wrist for anyone who kills a pet but doesn't have a previous criminal record. It is unfortunate that pets are considered as property. Here you got a pet that you love as much as a person would a child. And if some evil person would kill your pet, uh, I think the penalties for that should be increased. You see how people's opinions are? Yeah, if an evil person should kill your pet, See, they, 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 they can consider that evil when it comes to pets. I'm talking about the human psyche here. You heard this guy. He just said, you know, so when you consider your, your human, I'm sorry, the, the pet as your, as your companion and an evil person would take that, take your companion's life. He said, that's evil. What do we call it when a baby is taken? We don't call it anything except pro-choice. See, that, that right there is why I say it's not pro-choice. It's death, period. You can't, you can't get away from that. This is letting you know that there are laws that are pro-life, pro-innocence. Baby whales, baby elephants, baby dolphins, baby bears. Just not when it comes to human life, human innocence. I'm talking about abortion. See, that's that is downright disgustingly evil. Here are some more laws that talk about this, that speak to this issue. The Animal Welfare Act signed into law 1966. I'm not going to get into the specifics of it. All right. I'm just letting you know there are laws on the books to protect those who can't speak or defend themselves. Here's another one. The 28 hour law. This law enacted in 1873. I think that has something to do with, I don't know, the transport of animals or something like that. Then you got this one, the Humane Slaughter Act or the Humane Methods of Livestock Slaughter Act. Okay, that was enacted in 1958. The Endangered Species Act. I mean, everybody heard about that one, right? 1973, Endangered Species. Oh, he's on the, that thing is on the Endangered Species list. And here's a big one. I mean, this one right here is huge. Listen, the PACT, P-A-C-T, Preventing Animal Cruelty and Torture Act. 
That was signed into law in 2019, three years ago. What happens to these babies in the womb? If you guys have not seen what happens when a baby is aborted, you would con- listen. You need to check it out because there is information out there that you can find on this. These babies, you can literally see them screaming when these abortion clinics and these doctors go in there and they do their abortion tactics. Total terror on these little fetuses faces, tearing them apart. Just just torturous things. But yet we have we have laws in place that prevent animal cruelty and torture. No excuse. No excuse at all. Not not at all. Now, this next clip I'm going to play is talking about more rights for animals. All right. Now, it's kind of distorted somewhat. You know, the the, the music kind of gets louder than than the person talking. So I'm going to kind of narrate this. But here it is. We believe that whales and dolphins have rights. We believe that whales and dolphins have rights. The right to swim where boats don't injure them. The right to swim where boats don't injure them. Hmm, injure. The right to swim wild in clean, natural, noise-free waters. The right to swim free. The right to swim free. Not to be trapped in fishing nets. The right to be free. The right to be free. Not held captive for human entertainment. The right to live. That's a big one. The right to live. Not to be hunted. The right to exist. Wow. The right to exist. As nature intends, not as humans decide. As nature intends, the right to exist as nature intends, not as humans desire. Let that sink in, y'all. That is that is major. A whale, dolphins, whatever. They got all these rights. People standing up for them. <laughs> that is insane, man. I'm, I'm not saying it's insane that, you know, they're standing up for them. But you know what I'm talking about. The contrast is like. Day and dark night. That's what it is. So we've talked about all of the atrocities of abortion, the laws that protect innocent life surrounding animals, but nothing in place to protect the innocence around human life in the womb. Well, there are certain powers that are in place that rose from the heart of some really dark people, people that you probably haven't heard about. Some of you guys maybe have. If you listen to this program, you, you know, you, you're already, you know, I, I know you're intelligent, but some of you guys probably haven't heard of it. And it doesn't mean that you're not intelligent. If you haven't, you know, if you, it, it, you know, I'm not saying that because you listen to this program, you're intelligent. All I'm saying is that usually people who are looking to alternative media sources, they seem to have a type of intelligence that's not privy to others who don't. Let's get it straight, man. They usually don't. And so there are certain powers out here. There, there are people in place that that have have these things in place. Like I said, you probably haven't heard of them that propagated everything we just spoke about and everything we just talked about. People who are truly systemic murderers in our society and their organizations thrive in, in, in plain sight with the support of the Democrat Party. 
Now, I don't really like to get into too much party stuff because today what it is simply is good versus evil. That's all it is. There's evil on both sides. But I'm going to tell you this, that Democrat, the Democrat Party, man, the crosshair of evil is in the center of that party right now. And like I said, I don't like to get into the, the, the different aspects of the parties and stuff like that. But but I do like comparing the platforms to see which one is more likely to give the best chance of turning things around for the good. And this is what I've always believed when it comes to judging who and what to support. You have to compare the platforms to see what it is that you are in a line with. You got to. There is no there is no utopia. There is no imaginary place of political or social perfection. It doesn't exist, people. What we have is what we got right here, right now. And you're supposed to you're supposed to judge. Yes, judge righteous judgment. You're supposed to direct your God given powers to the principles and laws that best align with who you are. And if you're a believer, you should be aligning it with who Jesus is. Now, for believers on the word of God, who are we? We are in him and our worldview should align with God's worldview. You think God would align with killing babies? Absolutely not. That's an abomination. Absolutely not. That's a no brainer. Now, I said all of that to get you in the frame of mind to really do some soul searching after I drop this Moab. This this mother of aborted babies. Her name is Margaret Sanger. Now, I'm going to start this off with some of this. This witches. I'm sorry. This woman's quotes. This is what she said. Quote. But for my view, I believe that there should be no more babies. End quote. Here's another one. Quote. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. Third quote, we don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, end quote. Did y'all hear that? That right there is a mic drop when it comes to systemic racism. I mean, th th these hot words that the media and, and big tech has put forward as hot, hot subjects, not one single Media outlet, major media outlet, so-called major. I mean, we're the major now, people who are reporting like this. But not one, nor nor big tech company has even elaborated on what, what this lady stands for. And all three of these quotes are from Ma Margaret Sanger, and she's the founder of Planned Parenthood. Mm, Planned Parenthood. Now, here's my main point. This woman and the clinic that she founded, the American Birth Control League, this was founded in 1921, later renamed Planned Parenthood in 1942. It is responsible for an average of 165,000 black babies murdered every year. Goodness gracious, man. And the reason for this is because it was a plan. A plan to kill off the black race, as was stated in the quote that I just read you. Don't let the word go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. This is what she said. This is her vision. This is why she started it. 
This plot to kill off the black race is further solidified by this point. 79 percent, 79% of Planned Parenthood's surgical abortion facilities are within walking distance of black and Hispanic communities. Walking distance of black and Hispanic communities. Now, that's going to be some of y'all who try to squirm out of this. I know it. You know, you go, well, you know, you're going to try to shadily, uh, uh, you know, say things like, well, you know, that was a long time ago. It doesn't mean that today. But you can hold on to systemic racism. You can hold on to that. That was way back whenever. And you're going to call that today. But you can't get out of this, man. I'm I'm not going to allow it. Because you know why? Because 118 years ago, check this out. In 1903, Henry Ford, he started a vision to build cars. And today you got millions of Fords on the road today. His vision came to pass. The company is successful, right? Big business, doing well. 83 years ago, in 1939, you got Hewlett Packard. He founded computers to make millions of them. And here we are today, millions of computers by Hewlett Packard, flourishing, business, successful. And then you got in 1976, you got Apple. That's the latest one. One of the, one of the biggest, latest ones. You got Apple who started out to create computers, cell phones, what have you. And here we are again, living in Steve Jobs dream, millions of computers and phones everywhere. Again, successful. And guess what? Margaret Sanger also had a vision to murder babies and to exterminate the Negro population. And here we are today living in her vision. So you can't say that's no longer the case because what she started, her vision, just like any of the other companies, any of the other businesses, they came to pass just like they had planned. It's called a vision. And yet you gladly continue to bring that vision to pass by voting these people in every single year. I'm saying this, y'all. I'm putting this on blast because here we are in 2022 midterms again. I used to talk about this stuff in little Facebook posts and things like that. You know, I, I said this. I said this before. That was not enough. Here we are again, especially believers. You got to get this, man. This this legislation to murder black babies off the face of the earth has come to pass. Now, this program is not about black babies. It's about babies, period, because God loves them all. It's not one over the other. Okay, it's not favoritism over any of it. It's not black lives matter. It's babies lives. It's all people, period. What I'm doing right now is contrasting what you guys have said so many times. Systemic racism. Well, here we are. I'm giving you systemic murderism. And that's probably not a word, but, you know, I, I get I get passionate, man. But systemic murder and you vote for this every single year from a racist eugenics woman who started Planned Parenthood. 63 million plus babies murdered since 1973. Roe v. Wade. And then we got Hillary Clinton. Now, she she hasn't really been in the news too much lately. But we got Hillary Clinton who are in who who is in support of this woman, Margaret Sanger. And she said this and I quote. 
She said, now I have to tell you that it was a great privilege when I was told that I would receive this award. I admire Margaret Sanger enormously. It says her courage, her tenacity and her vision. How could you admire this woman's vision? That's insane, people. That and and see, no one no one has has pointed this out. See, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I, I, there's some people out there who's pointed it out. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about. I'm talking about mainstream. No one's pointed this out. No one has even talked about this. But this is the cut. This is Hillary. Now this is kind of distorted. So just bear with the cut. It was a great privilege when I was told that I would receive this award. Uh, I admire Margaret Sanger enormously. Her courage, her tenacity, her vision. Her vision? Another of my great friends, Ellen Chesler, is here who wrote a magnificent biography of Margaret Sanger called Woman of Valor. And when I think about what she did all those years ago in Brooklyn, taking on archetypes, taking on attitudes and accusations flowing from all directions, I am really in awe of her. And there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from her life and from the cause she launched and fought for and sacrificed so greatly. You got that right. There is a lot of things we can learn from this woman's life. The cause that she fought for and sacrificed. The only thing this woman sacrificed was babies. Sometimes I think these these words that these politicians say is not by mistake. Sacrificed so greatly. Yeah. To the tune of over 63 million babies since 1973, Roe v. Wade. I mean, it really does seem like that they're just right in unison with the, with their words. But they're not. Listen, here's the thing. After all of that, Planned Parenthood, I believe it's just this year, is now distancing themselves from Margaret Sanger. They're not telling us why. They're not telling us that the, the reason is because Margaret Sanger was a racist eugenics with a goal to kill off as many babies as possible. And then literally saying out of her mouth that she wanted to eliminate the Negro population. No, they're not going to tell you why they're distancing themselves from Margaret Sanger. They even taken down the sign like she had a sign somewhere. I, I think it was in, in Manhattan or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Manhattan. They want to take the sign down from this eugenics pioneer, but they don't want to tell you why they're distancing themselves. All these years, they've been they've been using her name as something special, like, oh, yes, yes, this this woman did this and did that. She she helped poor families and she helped women. There it is again. Evil wrapped inside of good wolves in sheep's clothing. And for all you Democrat supporters out there who look to your party, you hold on to your party without any thought, any thinking, any logic, just, it's just feeling. I want you to think about something. I want you to remember this. When you hear your party saying things like, we're supporting black life. Think about this cut. 
In the 1930s, uh, Margaret Sanger and her American Birth Control League cronies were working on something called the Negro Project, which was self-admittedly designed to exterminate the Negro population. Once again, this is not my take on it. This is directly from her own writings. In a 1939 letter to Dr. Clarence Gamble of Procter & Gamble fame, she wrote, quote, the minister's work is also important, and he should be trained, perhaps by the Federation, as to our ideals and the goals that we hope to reach. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, and the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. End quote. Margaret Sanger was a rabid, racist eugenicist who hungered for the extermination of the Negro population and of the working class generally as her solution to the ills of society. There it is. Systemic to the core. Now go home because because that's on the that's on the platform. That is what you give power to every single time you make that check mark on the Democrat Party side. And I'm not saying that the that the Republican side is perfect because them suckers. Listen, they also allows that they allow this. They allow it. So I'm not saying anything about, you know, anything. Look, this is not to pit one against the other. But what I am saying is that the evil that is wrapped up in this is on the Democrat platform. You can't vote that way, especially as a believer. It should be impossible to vote that way. At least the other side is for life. We know exactly what we're supposed to be choosing. I've set before you both sides, death and life. Choose life. My goodness, man. So again, a woman's right to choose or is it her right to kill? Listen, to answer that question accurately, all you got to do is look at the founder's words and her vision is being carried out every day. With the help of those who vote this in, defend it, or in just plain silence about it. All right, now we're going to get into a, the spiritual aspect, the biblical perspective. And this is going to be so easy. This is going to be easy because this is, this is like, this is one plus one, man. One plus one, A and B, ABCs. Genesis chapter one, verse 28. It says, and God blessed them. And said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. There's nowhere in here where God said to kill babies. No, he said, be fruitful and multiply, have plenty of children. That's what it means. I looked it up. He didn't say be fruitful and add. No, he said multiply. That means your children is supposed to have children and your children's children will have children. That's multiplication. But Satan is the antithesis of God. He wants to kill the children and depopulate the earth. It's just backwards. Why lend your power to the enemy? Why support that? It's plain now to you. It should be if you're still here. If you're a liberal, if you're a person who don't really see things this way, if you're still here, there's something that's keeping you here. I'd say it's the power of God keeping you here to hear this out, because this is this is a serious subject that needs to be addressed in the heart of men. 
and women. Satan is the antithesis. Kill the children, depopulate the earth. Let's look at some places in the Bible where Satan was killing babies. Let's start with Pharaoh. Exodus chapter one, verse 15. It says, then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew wives, one of whom was named Sipra, which means beauty. And the other was named Pua, which means splendor. It says, when you act as midwives to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God with profound reverence and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded, but they let the boys live. They let the boy babies live. See, there's the problem right there. They feared God. We don't fear. People are not fearing God. God is no longer feared. And when God is no longer feared, your conscience is seared. That's it. You believers who support all of this stuff, who vote for this stuff. Let me ask you a question. Do you fear God? God is straight up scary to me. And I'm talking about reverential respect, reverential fear. That's a healthy relationship with God the Father. That's what we should have. I'm going to ask you again. Do you fear God? Let me continue. It says, so the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and allowed the boy babies to live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. I mean, you know what I'm saying? This is a situation where they had to had to say something. It says they are vigorous and give birth quickly and their babies are born before the midwife can get to them. And then it says, so God was good to the midwives. And the people of Israel multiplied and became very strong. Mm. It says the people of Israel multiplied and became very strong. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's one of the reasons why the black race is not very strong. We are inherently strong, but we're killing our kids. Think about that. They feared God with a profound reverence. It also goes on to say that he established families and households for them. Wow. What's wrong with the black family today? Not very established. I mean, we have some black families that's strong. There's going to be strong families in every race. But let's talk about it. In a lot of instances in our society, the whole subject is around the black family, especially when voting time comes. We're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. If you just vote for us. How about we remember God and start lending your power, your vote to life? Because when they spared those boys, those midwives, I just read it to you. It says God was good to them and the people and they multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God with profound reverence, he established their families and households for them. Wow. Maybe that's the ticket. In fact, that is the ticket. That's the ticket I want to buy right there. It says, then Pharaoh commanded all his people saying, every son who is born to the Hebrew must be thrown into the Nile, but every daughter you shall keep alive. See, see, he's a psychopath. He's afraid of power. He's afraid of a people rising up and becoming strong. So what does he do? He killed off the male babies. Here's another example. King Herod. 
Matthew chapter two, verse 16, kill the two year olds and under that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts. Yeah, he was also going for the two year old men. These people are psychopaths. These these men leaders are psychopaths because they're afraid of a people rising up and being stronger than they are. But there's another killer that doesn't distinguish gender. It kills both male and female. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 31. Now, this is really where it's getting really sinister. And this is where we are today with these abortions, killing the male and the female babies. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 31, it says, you shall not behave this way towards the Lord, your God, for they have done for their gods every repulsive thing which the Lord hates for they have for they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire as sacrifices to their gods. Everything I command you, this is God speaking. You shall be careful to do it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. Now, I know the first thing you got to say, well, ain't nobody sacrificing babies to gods. Yes, they are. It's a sacrifice. Every abortion that takes place is a sacrifice. The, the, their God could be their career. Oh, I don't want this baby because I got to have this career. I don't want this baby because, you know, it, it's going to take too much time away from me. I don't want this baby because I don't want the responsibility. All of that is a God. All of that. And, and, and God, here's what the Lord said. He said, don't add, don't add or take away from it, period. He says, what I told you about this, I'm commanding you to do it. Be careful to do it. He said, be careful to do it. Don't add or take away from it. And this passage right here is relating to Leviticus 18, 21. I'm just breaking this down so you can see scripture upon scripture, precept upon precept to show you and prove. See, see, you don't have to interpret the Bible. You don't have to have any type of like, oh, oh, you know, your interpretation, this or that. Listen, listen, the Bible interprets the Bible. The word interprets the word. But in, in Leviticus 18, 21, all of this is relating to, to, to this, this passage. It says, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech, which is a God. Neither shall you profane the name of thy God. These people were putting their kids through fire to be consumed to this entity. And that's what we're doing today. Oh, well, we're not putting them in the fire, DMG. Well, I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's fire to me when you when you clipping these babies in the wound, you're taking their body parts and and you're doing this and you're doing that. And you're experimenting on this. And it's just that is this. It's worse. So don't don't try to squirm out of this, man. The first thing to the first thing there is in correction is accepting the fact that we're doing it wrong and we've been doing it wrong for a long time. Listen, when there are no consequences, you get 63 million murders when there are no consequences to this. This is how you get 63 million plus babies murdered. Excuse after excuse after excuse. And we say things like this. This woman has a right with, with what she does to her own body. No. Not according to God, not according to God. She doesn't because that's not her body. That's somebody else's body. He said, don't add to it and don't take away. See what a woman does with her body. See, you're adding to it. God told you plain and simple. Be careful to do what I'm telling you. Don't add or take away from it. This is a clip to support that. Check it out. So our friends insist that they can be killed through all nine months of pregnancy because it's up to the mother to decide whether to give support to the child that's dependent on her. 
Friends, it is in virtue of being an unborn human being to be dependent on your mother. By the way, does that dependency stop after birth? What happens if you leave an infant in a crib and do nothing? They die and you're charged with infanticide as the parent, but what if the mother says, my breath, my choice, my body, my choice, I don't have to give breast milk to that child. Will that argument hold up in a court of law? What an inversion of justice, friends, rather than our country saying, baby, it's because you're in need of support. It's because you're dependent on me. Therefore, I have a greater obligation to give you support, to take care of you. No, instead we say as our country, baby, it's because you're dependent on me that it gives me the right to kill you and call it reproductive health care. So are we shocked that when we dehumanize life at one stage, we dehumanize it as another? When we say, you're dependent on me, baby, I can kill you. We say to our grandparents, I don't want to care for you anymore. You're dependent. Ideas have consequences, and bad ideas have victims. And nowhere is that more true today than the issue of abortion. There it is. No excuses, man. There is no excuse. You shall not add to it or take away from it. God says, be fruitful. Multiply. But the antithesis says what? It says the opposite. Let me read you this. And this is not digressing. I want you, I want, I want you guys, I'm tying in something right here. All right. I want you to hear this. A message consisting of a set of 10 guidelines or principles is engraved on the Georgia Guidestones in eight different languages. One language on each face of the four large upright stones moving clockwise around the structure from due north. These languages are English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. They read as follows. Number one, these these are so-called commandments, these evil commandments. Listen, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Let that sink in. How many people on earth? Number two, guide reproduction wisely. Guide reproduction? Y'all see how this is tying in? Who's guiding this reproduction wisely? 63 million babies gone. Somebody's guiding. These Georgia Guidestones is doing exactly what these entities who put this thing in place, these principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. They have put this stuff in place and it's right before our eyes. This is not hype. This is actual. This is truth. Look it up yourself. Georgia Guidestones. And some of you probably have already heard about these things, but these people have set this stuff in place and are trying to bring it to pass. And again, this is not a digress. These things are working together in opposition to the one and only true and living God, Jehovah, and Jesus Christ. I want you to hear this, this quote. Actually, it's not a quote. It's an excerpt. Check it out. The Stonehenge was a Druidic monument. This was to be the American Stonehenge, or it's known as the Georgia Guidestones. And uh, on each one of the Guidestones is this message in a different language, actually eight different languages, uh, are the Ten Commandments that come from the dark side. And the first one is maintain uh, the world population at 500 million in constant balance with nature, which doesn't sound too bad until you realize that we've got over 6 billion people in the world. And if we're going to maintain the world population at 500 million in constant balance with nature, we're going to have to kill off about 90% or more of the world's population. 90% or more 
of the world's population would have to die in order for these maniacs to get their vision accomplished. Six billion down to 500 million. Don't tell me that abortion is working in tangent with this. All the wars as well. All these wars that we've had. All of this. Abortion is. Look, look, abortion is on the platform. 2022. This is the midterm. And abortion is on on that platform. I implore you, especially believers, man. Start voting for life. Start putting your vote where God would tell you to put it. That's how we can fight this together. We, we, we first of all, we just got to stop voting for death. There it is right there. Stop giving your God given power over to evil wickedness. When you vote, you are supporting that. You have to look at the issues, not the politician. Politicians come and go. I've said this many times. Politicians come and go. Laws, they stay behind. They stay forever, man. Look at how many politicians have come and gone since Roe v. Wade. Hundreds, maybe even thousands. But look at the destruction that Roe v. Wade has done in its wake of that decision back back in 1973. Millions of babies murdered. I'm about to terminate. But before I go, I want to leave you guys with more than positive, you know, positivity and stuff like that. That's good. That's good when it comes to, you know, you need need to get some business started or something like that. But God's word is more than positivity. God's word is holy. God's word is is established on truth and what we need to be firm in. But second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. Y'all already know it. If my people, that's why I've been imploring the people of God who I call by my name, if they'll humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wickedness. Bible says wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Y'all remember to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you listen to your favorite shows, the D program will be there. I appreciate you guys tuning in again, entering into another D program. Those of you who do not agree. Hey, I appreciate you too. love you, too. This is DMG, and I'll catch you guys next week. You have now been de-programmed. However, for optimal effect, re-enter next week to continue your mind's transformation. On the D-Program. After exiting, please share with your friends, your experience, in the D, program. Program terminated.